0: But, he knows better. <laughs> yeah, I've been down a rabbit hole with with the pigs trying to figure out, because at some point when you have so many failures, it, it's not so much we're doing something wrong, it's actually the pig is just not the same.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Turuturu, the Filipino restaurant podcast, where each week we profile restaurants or food trucks serving delicious Filipino cuisine. This is your host, Gene Carangal, avid home cook and event promoter, for the Adobe Throwdown Cooking Competition and Food Expo. Here is part two of our interview with Seth Krouncry and Rona Yep of Vanilla Star.
0: Expanded again at some point. We've already added bachon and whole pig. We put a freeze on the whole pig because of the the people that were going through. We've gotten two broken spines. On We're the, having a hard
2: time to find the right pig. On the
0: pigs. So, oh. when you, so when you roast them, they start to corkscrew on themselves. And then we had one hip, hip bone like come out the side of the rib. And another one did almost the same thing. And then any lechonero here in America, if you've tried to roast a pig, you can use red dye. You can do whatever voodoo magic you want but you're never going to get the result of the Filipino pig. They're two completely different types of pigs, breeds. Hmm. And Yeah,
2: I didn't know there's two types of pigs.
0: Well, there's five pig breeds in, in the Philippines. Um, but he knows you, better. Yeah, I've <laughs> been down a rabbit hole with, with the pigs trying to figure out, because at some point when you have so many failures, it, it's not so much we're doing something wrong, It's actually, the pig is just not the same. The Filipino pig is very red, deep burgundy color, glassy almost. And that's because it has a higher fat content in the skin and it gets crispier. The American pigs are bred for meat. So they have less fat in the skin and more intramuscular fat, I would say. Okay. And probably the closest thing that we're going to get to the Filipino pig might be the Berkshire. We're actually trying to locate some Berkshire farmers, um, so I can get a hold of one. And then if it turns out right, then we'll put the whole pig back on the menu. So right now we're just doing the belly.
1: Okay, that's the most popular, right? The the yeah. I see a, I see a lot of people making the lechon belly. Yeah. Um, and so do you <clears throat> when you make the belly? Is it um, grilled uh, over open open fire or is it in the oven? Like, how do you make the belly? Yeah, we roasted the charcoal. Mm-hmm.
0: Lump bar, lump, lump, lump coal. Um, and the belly, we had some problems at first. Yeah, they're very, very inconsistent is, is the thing. Just because the pigs are, you know, a lot of them in these commercial slaughterhouses, they're buying. Thousands of pigs. They're half breeds, and like I said, they're just they're bred for meat. And there's a lot of inconsistencies. So we've actually learned a lot about pigs lately. In bellies, we drive to Berkshire, which is outside of Houston, to J yeah. and J. And J and J provides mm-hmm. a lot of pig products for Myaton here in Austin, the Asian store. Uh, I think H Mart. A lot of the pig blood that people buy for dinner go on is J and J. Um, but we've learned to buy number four pigs, which we are, what we need, are, what we need. yeah, they're more mature and they actually crisp up a lot better uh, than the younger pigs.
1: Okay, and they have so more what, meat. Okay, and, but so you still do it over charcoal, and then, so you you, you basically uh, have it, uh, like a, a doing it rotisserie style. You get the cooking even. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we stuff the mm-hmm. uh, lemongrass, you know, like a typical Filipino mm-hmm. style lemongrass, garlic, lemongrass, yeah, grass, yeah, green onion, things like that. Um, yeah.
0: And so, the first ones I wasn't in, I didn't wasn't really impressed with the the original lechon, which is just the lemongrass and these Thai pepper and the green. We
2: put different stuff in it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, they love I, it. I, I we actually, got a lot of good good comments, you know, from customers. I hey, actually, it was a hit. You know, they yeah. love it.
0: So, I actually um, do a, a Texas rub on the inside of the belly, but it's the same profile. There's okay. Nothing different flavor-wise, but it's more intense, and so a lot of people are are enjoying it.
1: So by Texas rub, you just mean is, is it just the black uh, salt and salt and pepper? It's yeah. the Central Texas.
0: Salt, green pepper, lemon pepper, um, five spice. For the anise which also has cinnamon and some other things in it so it's it's a little more complex than the typical Filipino lechon
1: okay have you tried this so I'm gonna this is gonna be kind of a challenge have you tried using tamarind as tamarind? part of your rub no but
0: no, I've, yeah. I've already seen, seen that I've actually seen that one yeah, yeah
1: I've seen someone using on YouTube yeah I did the uh, I, I used the synagogue mix yeah, uh, yeah as a rub heard, for like, ribs
2: <laughs> i heard i heard that um lechon sinigang is pretty good have you tried that one
1: no what <laughs> i did was i i used the uh, mamacitas uh um sinigang mix i used that as a rub on uh some ribs and then i uh, um, i baked the ribs and oh. 200 275 for hours and then wrapped and then I let it cool overnight in the fridge. Then I cut it up, batter it up and then deep fry it and then sprinkle more synagogue powder over it. So that's my deep fried synagogue roots. I see. And it's great for parties.
0: <laughs> so what's good about our rub actually is, is, you know, a lot of people need to start thinking here forward because we're in a double dip recession regardless of what the government's telling you. Mm. We're almost in the second year of a recession possibly heading to a depression. And if China and Russia want to start restricting trade, then a lot of the things that everyone's used to having, you're not going to have. So Uh it's time to start thinking outside of the box and thinking of ways to bring Filipino flavor without necessarily having to have Filipino products.
1: So how, how do you do that? How do you... You have to, what kind of substitutions do you have to make
0: well it just depends on the the profile you know what is the, the favorite flavor profile uh, like with the lechon belly you have the lemon grass which is gives you lemon essence you can use uh, lemon zest you can use lemon pepper uh, there's a lot of ways to get the flavor of lemon okay. Uh, besides the lemongrass and as far as anise anise is uh, licorice so you have basil fennel um, root beer is almost licorice Um, there's like three or four licorice based plants that you can actually use in place of anise there's different peppers you can use fresh peppers or you can use dry pepper and we have plenty of pepper here in the States and onions in the States. So those really wouldn't be a problem.
2: You know, before I agreed to his um, suggestions, we argued a lot. <laughs> I mean, for real. You know, it's, it's not like, happened. that's not that's how Filipino make it, you know. So you yeah. got to learn how to do the substitution, you substitute, you know, how to do that. And then when he started doing it, oh, you know what? Yeah, it tastes, it tastes better and, 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 you know, it tastes more intense. More intense, And, and it's not uh, yeah. different, though. It's not different, really. It's
0: same. It's just but more intense. I'm
2: learning from him, you know, because yeah.
0: he's. And that's kind of frustrating for me because I'm classically trained. And <laughs> Filipinos are hard-headed. It's like, come on, from a French culinary standpoint, we don't need oil floating on sauces. Uh, we reduce um we take bones out you know if you want bones you take your bones out and you make stock and then you put your stock in whatever soup or stew you're doing so we're always banging heads on yeah on certain things like that and slowly she's coming around and then there's some things i won't touch you know as far as yeah because you does. know i've
2: been explaining to him like if people request this because this is what they're looking for this is what they're craving for so this is what they're expecting. So I wanna do what they what they want, you know, not your way. <laughs> so we always like argue about that. It's not gonna be the it's not gonna be the they're way. not used to that. Yeah, they're not used to that. So <laughs> but I'm trying to explain this is what they want, you know. So that's what we argue about I mean a lot of times. So
0: yeah.
2: But I'm yeah. learning, you know, and um from that
0: We're sp- both learning.
1: Yeah, we're yeah. both learning. Yeah, but Philippines, it's it is all about substituting, right? Even Filipino food is all about substituting. Like we didn't have tomato ketchup, we used banana ketchup in the Philippines. Right. Use banana. We use bana- banana ketchup for our spaghetti.
2: Spaghetti.
1: Which is, which is, you know, for Italians that is horrible, but that is our that is our take on, uh, you know, uh, on spaghetti. It's sweet spaghetti. So I think. With our culture there's not really and and it's where i kind of cringe when people say you know you have to make traditional filipino food but that's really a matter of it's very subjective because tradition traditional adobo in one region is different from traditional adobo from another region right or even the next town there are some people where they you do not put sugar in adobo Mm-hmm. There's some, some in some towns it's okay to put sugar in adobo. double there's some towns where you'll put soy sauce in adobo. double that's uh, you do a double which is just you know vinegar and salt, so everybody has their own thing, so to say that there is one. It's not like, you know, there's like in in, in Italy, isn't there like an institution for making, this is the standard for margarita pizza. We don't have that in the Philippines. Everybody does their own thing. It's really, what does your mom make? That's tradition.
2: Yeah.
1: So I can see, uh, um, you know, I I see your your struggles with, you know, Seth as a classically trained, you know, uh, uh, Chef versus what is known in the Philippines, what is traditionally, you know, what we think is how we do things traditionally in the Philippines, people will always say, no, that's, you you have their own opinions on what is traditional, what is not. I think, and it's me personally, and I might get get in trouble for this, I think. (laughs) Food should be like open source. You should be able to make your own interpretation as long as you don't say this is the authentic traditional way of making Filipino food. You just say this is my interpretation, my homage to Filipino food, and you're safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So, um, okay, so we talked, uh, I mean, in really good detail about your Lechon Belly. Uh I want to ask you about your Dinuguan. So that is how did how did that become a, a a a big seller for you? Now for those who don't know, Dinuguan is basically it's 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 meat stewed in pork blood, right? Mm-hmm. So, so how did that become a best seller for you?
2: <clears throat> so one time I went to the party, I brought this um Dinuguan and they love it they keep asking who made it and they like the they like the taste because some something dinuguan they can taste the vinegar the sourness of that um dinuguan you know some people they use sampalok right the tamarind for their dinuguan but me how i make it i um i uh, soak it in the vinegar for like 30 minutes and then um you know and then saute it the garlic, uh, garlic, onion, and then the pork, and then bring it to boil like for for 45 minutes, and then add the add the uh, the blood
0: after the vinegar is reduced. Yeah,
2: blood. and then um, yeah, just uh, bay leaves, um, you know, pepper, and add a little bit of sugar. I think they just want the balanced taste. It's not so sour. It's not salty. You know, it's all it's all balanced. That's what they like about it.
1: Okay, I've never heard. You, so you put sugar in the tiguan? Is that just yeah. to cut the salt? Yeah, so how yeah. Do you...
2: mm-hmm. At okay. the very end, when it's like almost done, it's not too much. It's just a little sweetness to it. Okay. So you so you won't taste the vinegar that you put, you know, at first. So yeah, I've been doing that, and they they like they like the taste. And every time I get a cater. You know, two trays of the nuguan. You know, I want it so.
1: so. So, do you serve that with rice or with like the put the the, the puto?
2: I, I sell it per uh, container, so okay. you know, the, the whole foil container. Or um, a single tray. Yes, yeah, or the single tray, and then yeah. they can they can provide. I mean, they I, I make puto plan as well. The puto plan and the you know. Um, and they always buy that. At the same time, puto mm-hmm. flan with the goan, so that's that's,
1: you know, best combination. Wow, that's really, and I I I can see the puto with the uh, with the, the guan, but I think the puto flan. I thought that would, so is, that's not too sweet to, to go with the. Well, I think the it's just out?
0: that's just one of the the types of puto that she makes. She makes mm-hmm. a puto. Yeah. queso, so puto flan. Yeah, and then
2: puto with salted egg. Um, yeah but the most seller best seller is the puto Flan. It has a leche flan on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's really it's
1: really sellable. Okay. I make those a lot. I love put- so uh, I I love puto It's hard for me it's hard to find um so it's a lot of times it's also really hard to find a good one cuz sometimes it's either the the flan's okay but the puto is too dry mm-hmm. or yeah. the puto's okay but the flan is it's 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 hard to find a good balance where they're both good right mm-hmm. and, yeah i and, struggled yeah.
2: before but then you know practice makes it perfect okay <laughs> so yeah um and having
0: the right baking powder
2: yeah having the right baking powder <laughs> it helps yeah.
1: yeah is it just a, a brand or is it just uh, a brand it brand. is a brand actually
0: yeah,
1: and then so I did want to ask about your caldereta. So do you serve? Is it goat? Is it is it beef caldereta? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of meat do you use for the caldereta? Is it the the chop? I I use chop. Okay.
0: Yeah. We, we put
2: puree no, we, beef liver. We, we put um yeah fresh liver. We puree mm-hmm. the beef. I mean the beef liver. Put it in it, yeah. In that
1: okay, end. so you, you, you use... Okay. It's so almost
0: you, like an American stew, really. I mean, yeah. very, yeah. very, very close to an American stew.
1: So you use you actually you use actual beef liver? You cook the liver first, and then you... Uh, or... So how, how, do you, how, you how do you...
0: You take the liver, and you puree it with a little oil to okay. loosen it up and to get it purified, almost emulsified. Okay. Not quite emulsified, but it's a it's a nice puree, and then the oil okay. is able to break down into the sauce a lot yeah. easier. Okay. Be-
1: yeah, before, before you before puree it, is it already cooked or is it still raw?
0: No, it's raw. It's raw.
1: Okay. So it's not like the liver spread that you would get. Like I, 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 oh, no, I, I cheat. No, I use liver not, spread. Not, I know. It's not I close. Close.
2: It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's more, I, I, when flavor. I
2: was in the Philippines, I always used <laughs> the Reno spread. The liver spread right yeah that's what i use that that brand but then when i use this uh, fresh liver it's not even the same it's better it's way way better mm-hmm. even just okay. the texture the texture of that you know after you after it's finished it's like really completely just uh different it tastes different too it's like you can you can taste the fresh liver
1: okay now let me ask this for the caldereta um if it's not done right, it will be oily, right? So Seth, do you do something with the reduction on the caldereta? Is that is yeah. that where the is that where the uh, the yes. liver comes in and <laughs> emulsifies? We have a
0: separator.
1: We have a separator.
0: Yeah. And we pour
2: So I use Instapot. <clears throat> uh-huh. I, pot, yeah, the Instapot. I I I um set it up for twenty minutes, you know, and then let it sit for like for an hour or so until you know you can see all the all the oils already Separate. separated, you know, and then I scoop it out. I scoop it out. But then he said, why don't you buy a separator? An oil separator. So we got it from Amazon. We bought it. It's way, very much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: because you just pour the sauce into the separator. You let the separator cool yeah. off. Oil yeah. rises, hard. Hits a button, all the sauce drops out. and you I'm have, telling you, you it's like a, really, a
2: it's a big help. Yeah. Like after after taking all those oil, you'll see the finished product. Oh my God, it looks so, so much better.
0: It has a lot of depth too yeah. with the fresh liver puree. Yeah, it's very intense.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I still use, I, but I, I haven't made caldereta in a, in a long time. And I actually made caldereta with. Uh, I tried using so I had like a two stage thing I would smoke a brisket then I would take that brisket like after mm-hmm. it's got, gotten to like 160 and then I would cut that up and then put it into the uh, the red sauce so- the, <clears throat> the, 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 the red sauce and try to make cut it that way it was good, but it was very, very labor intensive, and I was like, I, I yeah. can't do this again.
0: Well, now I'm, the prices of brisket have almost tripled. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah brisket aren't very, cheap anymore. Yeah, it's it's super super expensive. He does briskets too. Yeah. So do you? Oh, so you 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 do briskets?
0: Oh yeah, I do oh, a, yeah. a lot of Texas grilling and mainly just Asian barbecue. Chicken Vietnamese, uh, chicken satay, Thai. Of course, we do our Filipino barbecue that everyone loves. That's uh, probably our most consistent seller. We have that almost every week. We have the port barbecue, Filipino. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then, so I want to go back to your uh, your Caldereta. Have you, so you just put it in the Instant Pot and then to, to... for time savings have you tried to like a make it make a really big batch where you know you just kind of let it sit and, and simmer or is it cheaper is it more cost-effective to do like batches in an instapot
2: i do batches
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah
2: mm-hmm. so like one um half uh foil container you know that's one batch for me and i just i just i started in the skillet you know um sauteed with garlic and onion and then the mm-hmm. meat Brown the, Brown the meat mm-hmm. and then add add the um uh liver and then one is all and then the the tomato sauce you know, and then after that you know uh, just boil it for ten minutes and then I'll transfer it to Instapot and set right. it to you know set it for twenty minutes
0: well, that's in the pressure cooker, saute yeah. your carrots and yeah, potatoes. It's way way easier to do Bells. it than Instapot. Mm. you know
2: and it's
1: really tender once it's get you know get up okay and then so you add the of course you add the vegetables later yeah uh, you pre cook
2: i fry i, I kind of like brown the the uh, potatoes and carrots in the oil ah. you know my mom taught me how uh to do that that way they said it's less starch starchy when you uh add it to the meat you know after the after that so we fry the i fried the potato and the carrots
1: first before i Mix it with the meat. Have you, have you tried using, and this may be sacrilegious to, to you, but have you tried using roasted potatoes in the caldereta? Roasted potatoes? Yeah, so what I, what I would do is no. I would cut up the potatoes and put it, roast it in the oven at 450 until it's like crispy, and then I'll just add it like towards the end when I'm, when, when yeah. I'm serving.
2: I never tried that, but I think it's pretty much similar to frying it. Yeah, it's you the know, same. It's the same I mean, it's because I just want to brown it, make okay. it brown. Sure.
0: The main thing is you don't want your potatoes and your carrots to break down too much with your meat to where it's just mushy. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. However, if you're going to bake it, roast it, fry it, saute it, even uh, blanch some of the vegetables, I think you're going to come out to the same do you add the green peppers
1: at the, at the very end yeah okay mm-hmm. okay that's very cool um and then what's what's your other big seller CC. 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 Mm-hmm. so that is so do you have to make that in small batches
2: i always make one batch the one half boiled batch okay the tray.
1: And then, so how how big is how, wait how big is the 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 tray? It's a the nine tray by thirteen. Nine or? by thirteen,
2: yeah, that's a half tray. So I always make that little batch. I don't want to like, you know, cook all at once because sometimes, if, if you don't get it perfectly, I don't know, I don't know why. I want per batches.
0: You can't always double recipes. Yeah. And they don't always end up the same. Yeah. So sometimes it's just better to do smaller batches.
1: Yeah, For C so some people just pre-cook it, right? So everything's fully cooked, and then uh, they can crisp it up later. Yeah. Do you do, you do that? Yeah, we, the, yeah, we'll grill we up. Yeah, we grill we'll,
0: we'll season our, we use, um, since we're doing the lechon belly, we're actually, we're using shoulder meats, but as soon as we added lechon, belly, um, we were getting the belly with the rib on.
2: Sometimes she be- uh, yes, yes, she sometimes. also
0: uses the rib for what's the dish? The rib meat? Spare ribs. Yeah, the spare rib dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were buying belly with uh, what well, we do. We buy the belly with the rib and then I trim, trim all the belly down for the lechon belly and then we end up with the actual rib meat that's in between the belly and the spare rib. And that's what we season, that's what we grill, and then that is our C-Sig has evolved and it's champion. It's, <laughs> that's what our customers say.
1: Of course, I, I want to try that. Um, yeah. I'm a big sea sig freak. Yeah, I'll Have you? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be soon. I'm going to go over there <laughs> yeah. and, and get some. But do you ever use? Um, um, like the the pig ears or the no. uh, pig jowl? No, never use no. it.
2: Never, okay. never mind. Is it the preference or? Uh, because they don't like it. Because they always they always ask, is there anything there like intestine or pig ear or feet? You know things like that. They don't want it.
1: Okay.
2: So okay. It, either um, shoulder or uh, pork belly. That's what we use. Okay. We do you sex. any
1: do any sea steak besides pork? Chicken. chicken. So, what's the chicken like? Is what kind of what 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 do you use for that for the chicken? Um, is it primarily like, white like meat the, or dark meat.
2: I like the dark meat because it's more juicier. Because the the breast is kind of dry when you grill it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like when you try to um, chop it up. You know, it's like it's really dry. And I, I just want to, I don't know. I mean, I I, li- I love using the dark meat.
1: So do you grill it like you get like boneless thighs, Absolutely. boneless, but with the boneless thighs with the skin on, grill it, and then chop it up?
0: because the price fluctuates. Sometimes it's cheaper <laughs> to get skin and bone, and then the next week you go in and it's actually cheaper to get boneless and skinless thigh.
1: Okay.
0: So we don't use the skin and you don't use the bone, so whatever's cheapest is, you know, it's the same once, it, once it's cooked.
1: Wait, you don't use the skin for the sisig? No, no. So you take the skin out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Is there a reason why you do that? I would think that you would want to put it in there.
2: Uh, I don't know. Some I really didn't really try to put the the, the, skin the skin on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the thigh has enough fat in it. Yeah. And then the skin. And I guess if you possibly crisped it up. And yeah, it, if you crisp you it up as make... a topping. Yeah, use it as a topping. Yeah, yeah. But, eh, it goes to our my cane corso Leo. <laughs> we
2: have a big dog. Yeah, that goes to
1: Leo. Yeah. He loves to eat. So try. yeah, because one thing that you could do is you could you know take that and actually you know just fry it up, you know, make it crispy, and then use it as a topping for your Sig. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. That thing. Well, okay.
0: The, so the the rub that we put on the ceasing is the the white and green pepper. It actually leaves a really nice crust on all the meats that we grill. So the the sea Sig is is pretty crispy without the skin and without a lot of the extra fat as far as the pork goes.
1: The crisp it up, up, do you use like a cast iron pan to crisp it up? Or like how do you... So we grill
0: everything over coals and then we'll small dice it all up with the onion and then the pepper. And then that's when she sautés everything and brings all, all the other stuff together. We got
2: tired of slicing everything. So we bought we bought this uh, machine. <laughs> it's easier, you know, just throw it in the machine and then it dice up. You know, it's yeah. re-
0: easier. Big uh, Beefel Express, and cig yeah, are very, butter. very, very time consuming. Especially,
2: you know, like, uh, what was that occasion? Um, we had to make four big trays of uh, Denuguan you know, dicing up all those uh, meat, oh my god, we have like callus on their, on our
1: finger. So. so is it kind of like a food processor that chops chops it very coarse, or is it like a chopper? That... No, it's, a, it's, it's actually, a slicer. It's a
0: slicer, and you have to, your your cuts of meat have to be about like that. You drop it through the machine, and it evenly slices everything. You grab that, you turn it, drop it, slices it again and until you get a dice.
1: Oh, cool! Very
0: yeah.
1: cool. Well, that's yeah. It sounds very uh, makes it very efficient then. Yeah, you can you can do volume. So okay. if we
0: don't have electricity, we
1: go. Even back for to the ice. barbecue,
2: even for the barbecue, it makes our life easier. Yeah. You know. Just oh, to- you slice just
1: it it you it it'll do like like the, the thin slices for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. The machines
1: uh, you order you get the machines and
0: uh, they they slice in various. Thick, thicknesses so we have one that's about an eighth of an inch which is what we use for C sig vinaiguan, bicole express and then we have one that slices at a quarter inch which is what we use for barbecue. Okay
1: That was part two of our interview, with Seth Roundtree and running Yap of Manila Star. Tune in again next week for part three of our interview. Thank you for listening to Turu the Filipino restaurant podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Salamat po at magkita tayo sa susunod. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.